0: ultra episode 76 of Academia. today my name is Kyle what's up today I have the Federico's with me hey what's up feds hey what's up Jay how are you doing today
1: pretty good
0: No, see, you fucked up the perfectly good verse that I laid down right out the (laughs) gate God damn it All right, you know what, we're rolling with it Listen guys, I'm going to Texas later this week I'm going to be on quote unquote vacation from Thursday to Tuesday 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 Two times band practice Tuesday Tuesday. I will be in Texas visiting Melor in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area for a couple days I'll be in Austin area for a day um, and then we're going to Houston on Sunday for uh the Royal Rumble. Weird, right? Yeah, if you're listening to a Dragon Ball podcast, it's pretty much a 50 50 shot that you like WWE. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. I'm in that 50% that doesn't, I've never known anything about wrestling ever, but
1: you're just going to. Drink your face off and no, I mean, time.
0: Melor and, and Pete are gonna go. Uh, Melor lives down there, me and Pete are traveling together to go hang with him, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like lifelong, super hardcore wrestling fans. I've actually, before Melor moved there, I was trying to get them two to start like a super dope wrestling podcast, no joke. And uh, Melor just kind of because technology is not his thing. I don't even think he owns a computer, <laughs> I don't think Pete owns a computer either, to be fair, either way. Um. Yeah, we're traveling down there. I don't know anything about wrestling. They're going to show me the way in to the fandom, though.
1: There. Oh, are they? That's yeah. cool.
0: Anyway, we have sad things to talk about today. Episode 76. Bright future? Sure. But you know what? It's looking awfully fucking blue in the meantime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, blue future. Bright future. It's like the song, you know, Odd Future. <laughs>
1: No.
0: I don't know. From Uber uh, World. Man, you guys are listening to Japanese pop music. What the fuck's y'all's no. problem? <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: that's all my, my top play
0: was. Oh, uh the future, and you can just, you know, mix it up with a different adjective each time. Bright future, like the name of today's episode. Blue future, because we experienced a lot of sad shit today. Very sad. Sad.
1: F- sad future. Yeah, sad future indeed. So
0: yeah. um I I tell you guys very openly each week, uh I cry almost like every episode of My Hero Academia. Conservatively, once every other episode. But realistically, it's more like 70% chance I'm crying. All right? I cry a lot, Jay. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) But all the talk around this episode. um, I mean, A, we kind of... I mean, not that like it's... um, any kind of accomplishment to have foreseen what was going to happen in today's episode. But last week we pretty much called everything that was going to happen shot to shot based off of what we saw in the preview. And, uh, you know, the, um, what's the word? The common sense aspect of how this arc would wrap up. Like this is the cleanup episode for the arc, you know, and nothing happened. That was like crazy out of the ordinary, but I feel like we called it even with being able to have called it and thought about it. And, Whatever, prepped a little bit with the idea that this could have happened, it didn't prepare us enough. No. For the waterworks that was episode seventy six. Holy jeebus, man. Um <laughs> for somebody who was cries doozy. for somebody yeah. who cries at every episode. I had some big fat sloppy <laughs> tears going this whole time. Ooh, sad future. Did you guys cry as much as I did? You cried during that weird fucking cr- <laughs> song last week. <laughs> What and was
2: that I, about? I don't know. I was in my emotions, and the funny part is, I watched it in dub yesterday, and you cried. And even I cried harder.
0: again in the same fucking. You're like now that it's in my native no tongue, way. it's so much sadder. No way. I swear on uh, my daughter.
1: Okay, kind wow. of
0: adorable, but um, 76 today. Did you cry uh, as much, more, or less? Uh, less. You cried less Less? this week than you did last week. Wow. Wow. I mean, that song, man, maybe it's just me being a music snob and all that, but like that song took me out of it for a minute. I'm like, what is this song? And I was like, wait a minute. What's happening on the screen again? You, though, you ate it all up. You soaked that shit up like a fucking bounty paper towel. (laughs) Good. Good for you, you fucking easy mark, says the guy who cried big fat sloppy tears all fucking second half of this episode but before we get to the crazy sloppy tears that were me and uh presumably most of the audience there are a few things i don't want to go through a synopsis okay Mm -hmm. um we get the end of the battle again at the beginning of the episode and deku smashes homeboy in the face fucking flips him uh onto the ground gets knocked out eerie rewinds him separates everybody He's unconscious, and he's to the point where he can be contained and arrested. All right? We all on the same page? Yeah. Word. Uh, we do see that. I liked um, last week, Jay, you'd said uh, something about, you know, what's going to happen with hour in very early yeah, in the episode right in the we get the scene. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get stabbed and killed? No. He's fine. Saw in the preview he's walking around. Still scared me a little. Of course. He's an important character, but he escapes and he uh gets up back up to the surface and even it's though it's saved yeah uh fucking By Amajiki Oh uh, dude I almost yeah. totally glossed over Amajiki and trying to get to the important shit oh my god and you guys pointed it out too yeah because yeah. he's about to get stabbed and then swordfish <laughs> but I didn't think it was a swordfish the first time I watched it I was I, like I knew
2: exactly what it was oh my god right like, when
0: I saw it go through his arm I was like wow uh Amajiki glad that you're here and not dead because I was a little worried he was going to be yeah know? me too Yeah, but no he's there to save the day and then the next shot you see of Aizawa he's up on the surface with Froppy and then he like wiggles his fingers a little bit as they're looking on and seeing Eerie freak out with her quirk and like literally draining Deku. just has him down on the ground like rewinding his existence as he's freaking out and continuously just Burst in his body with a, his one for all at a hundred percent. And I was like, Whoa, this is wild, what's gonna happen? How do you resolve this? And homeboy <laughs> just comes to and uh, opens his eyes and erases Eri's quirk. She passes out, and uh and that's how Shota Aizawa became a dad. Sorry, Midoriya. Yeah, what does that, that mean? He said. So in all seriousness. Did Izawa just become a dad? I don't know. I, I think feel so. like I think so, yes. Shizuki playing that role of quote unquote dad early in the arc before it's revealed it's not really his, his daughter. Um, it's based on the the premise of he has the ability to control her quirk that she herself can't control and she's just way super strong and it's dangerous mm-hmm. for her to just be with somebody who or or be around somebody who can't control her quirk. Like she needs somebody to be able to have those. Um, safety parameters, or uh, you know, she needs somebody to have those safe checks in bounds. I don't know what I'm trying to say. She needs somebody who can keep her in bounds in terms of her quirk ability. Oh, yeah. So yes. now that she's keep key- her in check, we'll get to him in mm-hmm. a minute. Now that he's going to jail. <laughs> uh, oh, he's going to jail. He's All going right. to jail, right? uh, Fucking jail of eternal hell. Uh, yeah now that shes out of the picture, she needs somebody who can erase um her quirk so she get out of hand. Aizawa is that natural pick um you know Izawa is one of my favorite um I won't say hero characters, but my definitely my favorite teacher character, yeah, um, he's mine, but like he's probably around my age. he's probably like a thirty year old dude
1: yeah, let's put him right around there and
0: my favorite shots and scenes of Izawa are when he's dealing with things not in the classroom, not with students when he's interacting with like other adults or when he's just like by himself up late at two in the morning, just doing shit on his computer, like a fucking 30 year old nerd. Chilling in
2: his beanbag.
0: Yeah. Or like, yeah, when he's just (laughs) catching up on fucking Z. Like I always want to be doing that stuff. As I was one of my favorite hero characters in a lot of ways, because of small things like that. I think the idea of giving him a small child to be responsible for is, uh, both hilarious, but also really interesting. Um, I don't know. How old would you guys place Erie around in terms of age? In terms of age, uh, I'd say like nine
1: ish. Yeah, I would say like ten. Yeah. yeah, nine, ten. It's tough to tell, man,
0: because like we got shots of her the whole time, and then like the last couple episodes, she's just been mostly strapped to Deku's back. So mm-hmm. like the um the perspective of how big she is, I feel like kind of mm. change a little bit more easily because she's hiding most of her body behind Deku, um. Either way, Aizawa becoming a dad right now, all about it, I think. Um, he's the only one who's got the ability to control such a powerful quirk. If they're ever going to be able to um, teach her to be able to control it, you're going to need somebody in in his his position yeah. to erase yep. it. Um, the other thing I like about this scene, and this scene, all of this exposition comes from when Deku is at the hospital. He meets up with Aizawa, and they're walking to. Somewhere, all right. And he lets her know, all right. Erie is um passed out. She's still having like fever and all this bullshit. She's yeah, still recovering from quarantine there and shit. She's quarantined for now. Somebody needs to be with her who can erase her quirk. That's where I come in. Blah blah blah. But I like that Eraser puts in that because she can't control her quirk, and because it only works on people, it doesn't work on buildings or anything else like that. We can't just have her practice on inanimate objects because she can only practice on living things. This is something we have to take super seriously. So we have to go about it very carefully. We can't rely on her powers to be able to fix all of the shit that just happened. Yeah. Even though she managed to like rewind overhaul and get the big dude out and get that dude yeah. out and then fucking put him the way he was. Even though she was able to do that, we can't count on her to rewind Night Eye being impaled right now. Hmm. In my brain, my fanboy fucking brain, I'm like, yo, what if she can rewind All Might to before his injury and we can get All Might back? That would be so dope, dude. I
2: didn't even think about that. That would be fucking awesome. I know. The
0: first thing my brain thought, I'm like, she could rewind people? She could rewind All Might? First place my brain went. I'm such a little fucking All Might fanboy. It's pathetic. But you know what? All Might rules. Fuck that. Hmm? Goddamn right. That's exactly what I was probably going to (laughs) say. So I do appreciate, I appreciate the fact that Eraser takes all of those possibilities right out of your head and it gives a sense of permanence of what, for what you're about to see. And they get to the door and it's the emergency room. Uh, skinny All Might's there. We're going to get to how I refer to skinny All Might later on in the episode. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Uh, All Might's there, the sidekicks from the night eye agency and, uh, as expected, it don't look too good. He gonna die. Mm-hmm. All Mights come to basically, I mean, implore the dude to live, hopefully. And that's what All Might very right. much tries to do in the beginning of their conversation before, you know, that BPM meter in the background goes from whatever, 40 to 30 to 13 to 4, I think, with the numbers. I don't know why numbers like that randomly stick out of my brain. I hope I got the numbers right. Um, Before he, All my eventually accepts that, you know, Night Eye is about to pass. Um, The important thing here for All Might, or excuse me, for Night Eye, um, A, he gets to make peace with All Might, but B, he gets to tell All Might, hey, all that stuff that I saw about you and your future changed my mind. Somebody, this boy, this boy that you coincidentally picked to be the guy who's going to inherit one for all, he twisted the future, he twisted fate, and now I'm not concerned about that being a permanent thing that you can't overcome or change yourself. It's been proven to me that the future can change and I can now die in peace knowing that I haven't doomed you to death all night. Cause that was his thing. Like if I use my quirk on you, I've pretty much solidified your future. Oh fuck. And now that he knows that isn't the case, he can die in peace. So, um, before he dies in peace, you get the super emotional moment and very much the moment where my big fat sloppy tears uh, come into play uh, is when All Might's talking to him Deku comes in for a couple minutes and then in the background you see Muriel like hobbling through the fucking door storm hobbling nurse is trying to hold him back he's like nah fuck all that you can't hear him say that but his face said it oh yeah for sure that's when my heart gets going I'm like oh no sir yep. you're yep. the that fucking corner yep. and I'm like oh no this kid's about to lose his work dad oh no this is gonna be too much that's when the big fat sloppy tears started happening
1: yep me too I wanna,
0: I wanna learn from you still mm-hmm. don't die you can live keep fighting all that stuff I'm like oh man yeah. this kid is not gonna dealing well with losing his mentor um but Thankfully, Night Eye puts his hand on him one more time, uses his foresight quirk, looks into Muriel's future. We, the audience, do not see what that future is or what it looks like, but gives him the, um, the assured, the, the, the gives him the, the affirmation, gives him the affirmation that he is going to turn out to be a finer hero than anyone. Yeah, that somebody just is that is that something that somebody just says in their dying fucking moments to make a kid feel good who just lost his mentor and fucking role model? Or does Mario get his quirk back and become a hero? Or third option, I guess.
1: What's the third option?
0: He become a hero without a quirk now that his
1: quirk's permanently erased. Could be the the third option.
0: Nah, I'm going with the get his (laughs) quirk back. Yeah, I'm going with number
1: two. Yeah. He's too fucking cool to not get
0: that quirk back. Yeah, I don't care true. how many asses I, he can whoop without a quirk, that quirk yeah. makes him so much cooler.
2: <laughs> and I'm sure it would come to a point where he's fighting someone that he can't handle just on his own without a quirk.
0: Yeah. I mean, your hero career could only go so far without a quirk. Yeah, Even right. if you've been uh trained by some of the top heroes in the world or the country or whatever, you used to have a very promising quirk. You got a lot of uh elite training. But yeah, without your permeation quirk, man, GTFO. Yo. <laughs> so, what does Mirio do now in the meantime? Like, what what is his role in the story going to be if he even has one? Is he going to be uh, here? Is he going to be somebody who we just don't hear about in the next arc or the next whatever? Like, he's still at school with You're them. He's
1: still, like, kind of be a mentor for Deku, I guess. What way? Uh, like maybe his like fighting ability—he's far superior fighting than Deku is with a permeation quirk he is, Yeah, but, yeah, but even even without normal the normal human
0: normal human Mirio is not gonna be able to do much for fucking uh. I'm even just saying, ten percent combat. one for all.
2: Yeah, but you're not gonna stop. But like, if Deku gets to a hundred percent, how are you gonna stop a hundred percent Deku? With not even no not superpowers. Not even hundred percent, man. Fucking twenty percent, ten percent with no
0: quirk. I, the the fight against Bakugo, I think it's eight percent he uses. All right, and that we know that a human could withstand eight percent. Human like Bakugo. Let's say he goes even twenty percent. I hate doing fucking. I feel like a power scaler. I feel like a dirty Dragon Ball Z power <laughs> scaler right now. <laughs> but even if he goes fifteen percent, twice as strong. Yeah, I feel like he'll probably still kick the shit out of Mirio if Mirio doesn't have a quirk to uh, use around his ability. I don't know if he falls into a mentorship role. I mean, I guess it kind of ties into something else that I'm thinking of is, like, the death of Night Eye that kind of leaves, obviously, an open spot at the top of the Night Eye agency. Right. It's no longer the Night Eye agency, but, like, that's one part of the hero world that we've never really heard about or touched on, and, frankly, uh, something I've never thought of is, like, when a hero dies and they've built up this agency, what, what happens? happens the People yeah. that work for him, their sidekicks, like, does the sidekick graduate up to take over or
1: does another hero step in and take over what's the like deal one?
0: is Mirio gonna step up and like give out orders to uh to Peter and bubble girl or whatever yeah. and be like the new boss upon graduation from
1: UA high there's no fucking way that's happening hmm? I mean what is what is Mirio gonna do
0: maybe all might takes
1: uh, over
2: just literally about to say that
0: I'm glad you guys said it because I was thinking the same thing but I didn't want to <laughs> say it so openly yes What's All Might going to do now with all that? I mean, he felt a tremendous amount of guilt in those final Mm -hmm. moments with Night Eye and was, like, apologizing for all the ways that he treated him and the things that he did Let me atone
1: for what I've done. And here's the
0: thing. What did All Might do?
1: He just left. Yeah.
0: They just stopped talking.
1: Yeah. He just ignored him for, like, whatever, two or three years or whatever it was.
0: Like, All Might apologizing to the dude like he ran over his dog. Yeah Or like shit in his shoe <laughs> or, or like I almost made a cancer joke And then I almost made a rape joke Alright so, yeah. wow. so Yeah yeah, the self censorship today is strong Wow good Anyway All my didn't shit in the guy's shoe Okay that's all I'm saying He banged his wife <laughs> Yeah I almost said that joke but Banged his cancer ridden wife Is almost what I said
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you have to take it that far. Well,
0: I don't want to do this anymore because I'm just going to say shit that I don't want to say. <laughs> 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 terrible shit that I don't mean, but I'm mean. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it's just inherent to say some really terrible, mean shit. And you know what? What? It's us as humans, baby. We got to work on that. We got to be better.
1: Starts with you, man.
0: <laughs> 286 <laughs> days of the presidential election, I think, roughly, approximately. Get your act together, people. We got to be better. We got to do better, Jay. Yeah. Y'all can't see the fucking fervor in which I'm pointing at Jay's face with a pen.
1: You almost hit him in the head with the pen. Hmm? That was pretty close, Yeah. Um. Okay. So
0: now that we're done, um, with whatever the hell it was that just happened, uh, all might taking over the Night Eye Agency would be dope.
1: Yeah, we super yeah. dope.
0: Super dope. So now that we've talked about the emotional highs and lows, but mostly highs, but like highs with big, fat, sloppy tears of Night Eye's death, in the second half of the episode, just before the first half of the episode, um, is one of the best fucking scenes of my hero academia i think i've ever seen
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and I'm right there with you on i didn't
0: want to shove it into the middle of the episode i wanted to save it to talk about for last because obviously so much of this episode revolves around night eye and this scene is not the crux of the episode it's not the main point of it but holy shit was it dark <laughs> and scary and menacing But I think that it hints at some bigger things to come a little bit further down the road in terms of the League of Villains. So, Overhaul. Bitch got arrested. He's going to jail. He's going to jail. Yeah, Overhaul's going to jail because he's a little fucking criminal ass bitch. Yeah. But on the way to jail, his old criminal um, accomplices, I won't say accomplices, I won't even say buddies, temporary allies. The League of Villains. Temp Squad. Temp Squad. Yeah. Temp Squad. Tomura Shigaraki, Uh Mr. and Dobby. Uh, and who's driving the van? Spinner. Spinner. The little green. I look the at Spinner. Frog, and dude. I he's get, a lizard. Yeah, I get they even, Don't they even frog. call him
1: a frog and he gets upset? He does. What? Man, he's yeah, Shigaraki's like frog man or whatever. I
0: look at Spinner <laughs> and I get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle vibes all day. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah. Not like a turtle. like No,
1: a, like a villain. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: He's like the fucking fifth asshole turtle that came out the other swamp <laughs> and got exposed to an asshole ooze instead of just the regular one. That's what Spinner looks like to me. Yeah. What I like about Spinner is... He still carries all those Stain ideals. And we've gotten hints of it from uh, Toga a couple of episodes back. She makes reference to why she's even working with the League of Villains in the first place. And how about she got involved mainly because of Stain. And uh, I just like the fact that they keep that consistently going throughout. And that Spinner has that kind of um, self-reflection. To be like, is this what Stain would have wanted me to do, man? I don't know. Am I in the right fucking line of work? Am I aligned with the right people? Appreciate that shit. Not only because... It continues to pay homage. That's right. Not homage. It's not fucking homage, people. <laughs> it's homage. It's an, is it? <laughs>
1: no, it is. It is homage. Thank you. But I was going to say homage. It pays an honor. Great honor
0: to uh, <laughs> bring the hero killer to stain, And just the world in general. But I like the fact that it also low-key kind of sows some dissent within the League of Villains. Right. So. Yeah. People that Tomer Shigaraki is dependent on to drive a van at 70 miles an hour while they bust overhaul out of his fucking prison van um, could, you know, maybe one day look to defect and go back to something that aligns a little bit more personally with his own moral compass. But that's not today. This fucking lizard-looking asshole is driving a van and we busting a bitch out of prison van so we can cut off his hands. Ready.
1: Ready.
2: Ready.
0: They open up the back of the van. Tomer Shigaraki's on top of it. He just jumps off. Dobby's in there, in the back. Mister is there.
1: And they just fucking walk off the back <laughs> of the truck like nothing. They
0: step off very casually. <laughs> <laughs> very casually. And I'm like,
1: just walking off the truck. And it's
0: go time. Yeah. And what's his name?
1: Snatch? The same Hero? Yeah, Snatch. What a fucking name.
0: Snatch the Sand Hero. What a terrible name. Why would you even have the name Snatch? I don't know. Unless, you know, you make jokes consistently about getting sand in places that you don't want it to be. (laughs) Because you ain't snatching shit up with a fucking sand hand. That's just facts, bro. He even says it. He's like, what's up? You can't decay me because you can't touch me because I'm sand. Sand, if you can't touch things, you cannot snatch things with, okay? No. No, you cannot. Sand the snatch, fucking asshole. All right, that's more like it. Sandy snatch. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't say it, I was. Anyway, now that I've done enough on the sandy snatch. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh Dobby stops
1: doing pretty quick, and he's like, "I'll burn sand." He's like, "Nah, here's some fucking lion sand." He turns into a fucking lion and shit. It's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah that's it just so, fucking
0: sick. It's so fast though.
1: Yeah, and Dobby—it's like some Lion King shit. Like Mufasa he is going to him. light him up, and he's like,
0: <laughs> "Snatch says something in the effect of man. There's been mad people just all burned up all over the place, just randomly." Dobby's like, oh, people are talking about me. Cool. cool.
1: <laughs> so I just, Sweet.
0: <laughs> I just love that Dobby is apparently walking around in between doing this crazy shit with the League of Villains, like just
1: laying people on fire, man. Maybe he went to the mall
0: and then it was dark out when he left, and then he took a turn down an alley and bumped into somebody, lit him up, and walked the other way. Like that seems like it would be Dobby, absolutely. MO. Not Absolutely. not big over dramatic things, nah. but when you take into consideration, he fucking burns somebody to death. <laughs> it's about as dramatic as it can get. So I love it. <laughs> and then Mister, does anybody know what he's up to with those little
1: marbles? Is he just like capturing people in the marbles? He's a magician, I thought. So right, wasn't he like a magician? I guess, but like, how do you magician a motherfucker into a marble? Because he's a fucking he... magician. It's magic, you know. He's not gonna tell you. Would you say if you fuck a magician, it's magic? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> he's a fucking magician, and he's not gonna tell you. Cause yeah, it's his magicians magic would never
0: tell you all their sex secrets, You're right. I do have a question. Did
2: he do it to Bakugo when they took him? No, no
1: they just pulled him through a
0: portal.
2: Oh, they yeah, did it yeah, initially. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. They did do it initially, though. I thought.
0: Oh,
1: I don't remember. Didn't he get freed? Before he got back in, maybe you guys
0: probably you guys have watched that shit more recently than me. Mm-mm. So I, you could very no, well be. So
1: no, they just took him in regularly.
0: The only reason that the only reason I remember I feel like the, that came the, into play the, at some point. The know. only reason I remember the Kirigiri thing. Oh, you know what was it in? Um,
1: the so it was during the the forest. The
0: forest. He gets turned into that little pearl. thing yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not the okay. first time he gets captured because I remember idea. that one very clearly. Yeah. It's, don't come after me, Deku.
1: That was that same art. That was like that same um event that uh, led to his capture and him being in the League of Villains like little stronghold at the time. Was it? Yeah. So then what all are we laying,
0: thinking of with the pearl.
1: I think that's how he. I think that's how compressed like brought him back to like <laughs> what Kuragiri was and stuff. Hmm. And then like they. Oh. And then they reveal to Deku at the end like, oh, you didn't get Bakugo. You just got. Tokoyami or whatever, whoever uh, it was. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember that shit now. Yeah.
0: Honestly, man, the camp arcs are probably some of my least favorite shit because of how heavy they lean on the fucking wild, wild pussy cats. <laughs> like I get that there'sn't a ch- tiger. One the of them is Tiger. Tiger, yeah. Liger, Figer. He's, one he's of one hilarious, dead. though. Yeah, they're he all like... Laughing. Whoever that one—that big dude is pretty funny, especially after he loses with somebody on his team and he's like <laughs> super pissed off. I'm like, all right, this dude is a solo hero. Is way cooler than him on a fucking team of Wild Wild Pussycats. I think any of them arguably are more interesting as um, a solo hero than they are as that fucking stupid, terribly named group. I don't like that shit in the woods until... Deku fucking fights muscular, and Koda kicks him in the dick. I mean, I know that's About, like right at the beginning, <laughs> but that's like one of the best moments of My Hero. In my, <laughs> right
1: punches again. him right in the fucking dick.
0: Um. All right, so we're back on the highway now. Ready? Yeah. Um. Dobby is a serial murderer, burner, mob. Yeah. And, uh, they break overhaul out. He's like chained down. Like, looks like he's going to like uh. Like a mental hospital almost. The way he's strapped in the way he is. Yeah.
1: It was like a concrete slab with like yeah ridiculous handcuff things. Shigaraki just walks out to it, kicks it. He's like, I fucking
0: hate you. Right? <laughs> I know. The, the, right to the point. Dude. Oh, it was awesome. I love it.
1: I hate you. You're too full of yourself is what he said. So
0: <laughs> starting with the overall arc, I was like, oh, no. Like I, I remember the moment. It was the first time. He fucking completely deconstructs whatever one of his cronies gives him some bad news and splatters him up on the wall. I was like, holy shit. How am I ever going to go back to Tomer Shigaraki after a villain like this? This villain, Overhaul, is so imposing and scary and it's a whole new high. Tomer Shigaraki has been pretty much in the background for most of the last episodes outside of the the brief little Shogi capture the pieces meeting or whatever um now that he overhaul meaning is going to jail and shigaraki has to reposition himself as the you know king on the board uh, as we all knew that he was going to eventually become again i mean he's the one who's aligned with all for one so right. there's almost no way you know Tom or shigaraki's not going to be a recurring his so much of what he's going through mirrors what deku's going through in so many ways throughout the series we've talked about it before go back and listen to old episodes But Tomer Shigaraki used this scene to start with that I fucking hate you. Like a very Tomer Shigaraki line. All right? Like he's he's always been painted as this like super immature hot-headed irrational dick who gets upset when things don't really go his way. Mm -hmm. So for him to lead with something like I hate you. You're so full of yourself. It just sounds like old classic angry Shigaraki. Mm -hmm. Except that he doesn't say those lines angrily at all. The entire first half of this, uh, r- you know, what what the entire first half of the conversation between them on the highway is almost spoken almost exclusively in, like, whispers. It's yeah, very, like very low yeah, talking. Very quiet, very even, very soft. So even though he's delivering those fucking lines where in the past we could hear them, you know, be yelled by him, Very calm. I'm like, ooh, this is, this is a different Shigaraki. Why does he look so badass? Why does he look like he uh, thought about what he was going to wear to do this today? It doesn't look like he just. (laughs) Even
1: though he wears the same thing all the time, (laughs) Uh, he's wearing different clothes in the scene, I believe. No. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, he's wearing like all black instead of like that typical
0: like gray long sleeve fucking hoodie. Oh shit. Yeah. He looks way more composed. And another thing to even compound to that is when he goes to start getting crazy on overall, he, he takes, takes the fucking hand, hand off his face. Yeah. We've only seen him do that a couple of times during the series. Yeah. So for him to do it, it's usually uh the only other time I can think that he can that he's done it offhand is yep. at the mall. And that's like a weird like almost moment of uh like mental clarity. Mental clarity, but like also him kind of going crazy too until yeah. that moment of clarity when Deku helps him and he leaves yeah. Deku
1: alone. It's but a great episode.
0: He takes now
1: it's another one, dude. That's it's a very a, underrated episode. That's
0: another episode where it's like just after a major arc is over, just after Hero Killer Stain arc's over, you're like, Oh, okay. So we just fuck stain up in an alley and now we're gonna go to the mall next week. <laughs> like <laughs> that was I remember very clearly when that episode happened, and I was like, You gotta be kidding me, man. Hero Killer Stain Arc is when I started to watch it live, like in the middle of that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I started watching it week's week, I'm like, <gasps> No! And <laughs> then <laughs> the mall. Like, come on, man! But no, that's a great episode because it's just like something so unexpected to come out of a, a setting that is so yep. um, something that you didn't expect to get anything out of it all. So in a cleanup episode like this today, All Might dying. Excuse me. Pff, wow! Night Eye dying, <laughs> and then Shigaraki having this crazy moment of like reestablishing himself as the guy on top, grabs Overhaul's hands.
1: It starts to decay them. Well, no. uh, Oh. Compress took one hand for one arm for himself to get back at him for taking his arm.
0: So he takes an arm off of him?
1: Yeah. With one of his little marbles.
0: So that's what he does with that marble.
1: Yeah. He can take whatever he wants with them. Got it. So he can compress it down into that little marble. He
0: takes it. And takes his fucking arm off with the mar- Dude, that's so quick that I missed that shit. Yeah. I watched it twice. Yeah. The second time I was like, all right, he drops the marble on top of him.
1: It And it took his, arm, it took his left arm.
0: But you know what it is in that shot? I'm so um, distracted oh, yeah. by the fact that he now has like a robot arm on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, look at that Anakin Skywalker looking motherfucker with that robot arm. Yeah. That I don't even realize that Overhaul's arm is now gone. Wow, dude, that's some heavy shit. And then told yeah. him, Shigaraki's like, hey, what's up? You like to erase people's quirks? Well, guess what? If you don't have a quirk, you ain't shit. You ain't nothing. Let me take your stupid little hand and quirk it away. I like using the word quirk as a verb. Okay. I'm going to quirk this shit right in your ass. Oh, <laughs> quirk off. Wow, I was aggressive, Jay. I was real aggressive. I <laughs> was real aggressive. Sorry. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna decay your hand, and then he cuts it off, like whatever,
1: just above the wrists at the forearm. I'd say, yeah, right at the forearm. Yeah. Steals his motherfucking
0: bullets and says, "Hey, what's up? Which one of these is the real one? Doesn't matter. I'm taking them both, and I'm cutting your hands off. I'm gonna leave you alive, He's, mainly because uh, I want you to be able to see me use." All of your own
1: work to my own benefit. Yep. All the fruits of your efforts are now mine.
0: All the fruits of your efforts are now mine. And you get to watch me become the most powerful motherfucker in whatever, however you want to classify it. The country, the world, in terms of villains, who cares? Everything you've done has been to serve me. Not for Mm -hmm. you. Not for you, Yaka's a dad. And you know what? I'm not even going to give you the mercy of killing you. I'm going to make you watch me rule the world from fucking jail. And if you ever manage to get out of jail, you can't do shit to me because you don't have no fucking hands. Good luck using your quirk without your hands, bud. That is the most cold-blooded, your own personal life and fucking hell scenarios that overhaul could ever get. And I said it to you guys we were watching it the second time. When this happens, and Overhaul is told all of these things, his brain doesn't go to, like, oh, my hard work. Oh, oh. It goes immediately to the old man in the coma in the hospital bed. Yep. And how he's not going to be able to wake him up now. And Overhaul, to have yeah. that be his first thought. Right. Over anything else. It just speaks to, again, the dedication of that character and how that character is so fucking one track minded and how he's elevated to this point, you know, previous to getting his hands cut off 15 seconds ago, how mm-hmm. he's gotten as powerful as he's gotten, how he's gotten as high in the yakuza as he's gotten, how he's gotten the allegiance of so many people throughout his life. Because this one track mind of serving the single purpose is literally what's driven him his entire life. Mm-hmm. And even though Shigaraki doesn't know that. Now this guy is lamented over the fact he can't put his dad back together. And he's like, what about all this other shit? That's pretty terrible, right? Overall doesn't even register with him. He's just like, oh, no, I can't pick up the boss now. And it's so sad Mm -hmm. in that moment. What, if anything, I mean, first of all, we know now that League of Villains has the court canceling bullets
1: and the serum to bring it back and too.
0: the serum to bring it back so they can whole, you know, do the whole propagation of the idea of, you know, the quirk wars or wherever you want to fucking look at it. Um before we talk about that, does overhaul come back again, you think? Or, uh,
2: how I think he's finished.
0: He's alive still. Does he if he does have a future in this world, what does it look like? Because again, I say that all that one track mind bullshit having been such a prime the only really motivator in getting him where he's gotten to. He still has that kind of motivation somewhere inside him. Yeah, he does,
1: but he's still quirkless. How can he fucking do anything?
0: He's a smart dude. I feel like he could figure it out.
1: I don't think. With no hands? How is he going to figure it out? I don't know. There are other ways to be successful in this world independent of having a quirk. That's how we got all those people to follow him, though.
0: I'm not saying that he's going to go try to build a fucking gang again. All I'm saying is if he were to have a future in this world and he decides that he needs to go out and rese- exact his fucking revenge on Shigaraki, is it, A, is it plausible
1: or possible? And B, how would he do it?
2: I don't know. He definitely
1: couldn't be a waiter. All the Yakuza are in jail. He definitely couldn't be a waiter. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: well, yeah. <laughs> now that Shigaraki has... Um, now that Shigaraki has the court-canceling bullets and the serum for it, um, what what does his play look like? I mean, we can obviously take the easy route and say, he's going to do the same shit Shigaraki wanted to do. Excuse me, that Chisaki uh, so. wanted to do. But last I checked, Tomer Shigaraki is not a member of um, the Yakuza, and he's also got a guy like all for one. Chilling, who could probably use some of those fucking quirk revitalizing bullshit if he's all beat up still, right? Yep. I mean, he's beat up and in jail and restrained. Uh-oh, Jay's. you got a face going. What's up, Jay?
2: What if can't he can take quirks? What if he takes Overhaul's quirk and brings his hands back?
0: Oh, so you're saying something to the effect of... Wait, wait, wait. All for One. All for One takes the stuff that the bullets are made out of? And no. then absorb? What are, what are takes
2: overhaul's quirk.
0: How is he going to take overhaul's quirk? He's in jail.
2: They're all uh, Dante Bolton jail.
0: Oh, I mean, Come. you're saying maybe they'll end up in the same jail?
2: Possibility.
0: I mean, all for One's got... I the, doubt uh, it, but... He's got, like, super level maximum security, so I don't know if that would ever happen. Maybe getting the bullets or the serum to All for One is something that we can consider to be
1: um, dangerous. I, I don't know. I think so. What? I think so. You think it'd be dangerous? Yeah, something like that. Um,
0: I guess I just I don't know. I don't know what the uh what having those things is going to be able to do for the League of Villains. I'm having a tough time trying to tie it to off a one. So um I don't know. I think Chi I think um Chisaki Kai overhaul, whatever the fuck we want to call him. I don't think he's done in this world. I think maybe he makes a comeback at a certain point down the line. Just like I'm saying, Muriel comes back and gets a motherfucking quirk. Overhaul's gonna come back and get some motherfucking hands, and he's gonna give you these hands right upside your head for doubting him.
1: Speaking of hands, this motherfucker survived two 100 percent smashes right to his face, and then he had like a bunch of orange hands
0: in yeah. the air, punch him in the body. He's much stronger than anticipated. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he gets punched in the gut, he can automatically reconstruct his gut or something. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they try to do a good job explaining Overhaul's quirk and how it works, and then they show us like an absolute balls-to-the-wall example of how it works, and it's like, see, that's how it works. I'm like, oh, it's not how I thought it would <laughs> work based on how you just outlined it with words. But okay, I'll buy it. And the way that he deconstructs onto him, and then reconstructs onto himself, and it grows in the way that it does. Like a lot of that shit, I'm just like, I'm suspending disbelief because we're at the end of the arc, and I want to get to the next part of this story. But I'm not really sure how this works. But Deku punched him in the mouth,
1: and I'm happy about it. Hooray! I'm happy. Yeah, I don't know what was up with the big monster yeah. thing. Hmm?
0: I, like, I don't know. I just I don't ask questions in a lot of animes. This this arc has been. Um, well, the end of it definitely wrapped up pretty nicely. I don't, Yeah, I can't think of any loose ends really. No, everything seems pretty explained. I mean, yeah, everything seems pretty wrapped up. Yeah. Um, but man, it, it was a, it was a journey to get here, dude. The last six to eight weeks, two months about, we'll say, um, the raid ends at 9.15 a.m. Did we ever look up what time it started? Did you ever find out? I th- I, I think they I convene at something like 8 a.m. And then they raid around 8.30. So all in all, this whole thing takes less than 60 minutes to happen. And the fact that we've had eight episodes at 22 minutes each. What the hell is that? 80, 160 minutes. It's like a little under three hours of time we've had in there for 45 minutes. Like, The jumping back and forth and the way that it was told was very clunky and I will forever have a problem with it in the way that it was told in this arc. Like I said a few weeks ago, this will be the arc that gets me to go read the comic book because I'm convinced there's no way the manga did this arc this poorly. There were so many cool storylines, so many cool characters and their own personal arcs throughout this story that... I'm convinced there's no way that it's told in such a clunky way on the page. I think the anime staff... And this is an anime that was delayed by six months. Like We were supposed to get this six months earlier. Production did what it did. It got delayed. A lot of people considered it to be an issue with um, having them work on another My Hero movie this year. And I'm sure that that contributed to some of it. But I think the main thing to consider is this arc glossed over parts that people didn't want him to gloss over. Uh, I'm looking at that Muriel fight primarily uh, with Overhaul. And it just told things in such a confusing way, seemingly solely for the fact of continuing to um, stretch out the episodes a little bit more or continue to go back to a certain part of a fight in an episode or... Continuing to um, blue ball you on the eventual outcome of the arc by giving you by giving you yet another uh, flashback episode based on another character that maybe you don't really need a flashback on like the way that we got to this episode what was it 77 today yeah I might yeah. have said 76 earlier I think I even wrote I even wrote 76 <laughs> so I take it all back now I just saved myself a lot of time editing this is episode 77 bright to the future I uh I'm very appreciative of where this arc went to today in this episode, but it was a journey to get there. I'm willing to say that this was not the worst arc of this series, but maybe the worst executed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Was good.
0: Yeah. Lots of good stories. Lots of good characters, but too many. No, not even too many. It- it's okay to have that many characters in it, but you just have to figure out a way to include everybody that makes it work. You can't include everybody and be like, everybody's important, everybody gets a fucking flashback. Everybody gets multiple flashbacks. Like, yeah. uh, uh, Amajiki and Kirishima, they have their own episodes before this arc and the raid really gets going. And they have all of the same components that I'm bitching about right now. Yeah, But because it's only really focused to one or two characters at the same time, it's actually done really well when you've got Nighteye, All Might, Mirio, Deku, Overhaul, Eerie, six different people within, you know, five fucking feet of one another, and they've all got their own personal backstories, future stories, death stories, coming up stories, coming down. It's a lot to balance, and a very easy thing to fuck. It could it could happen to anybody. Alright, so I'm not saying Studio Bones should, uh you know, not be the fucking studio anymore, because obviously they do a wonderful job on this show, but Christ, it's a lot to try to balance. So, um, overall, this overhaul arc, <laughs> right? I'll give it, I think maybe like a seven and a half out of 10. That negative 2.5 is my bitching about everything that I just bitched about.
1: All right. What y'all got? I'm right around a seven. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. No, no. It, no, I honestly. Mean, it was it was definitely had its problems but overall the characters were really great the fights were really great like visually
0: man definitely some of the oh, best visual it was awesome. taking that extra 6 months for bones to be able to make sure this uh this this season didn't look bad I'm appreciative of it. I'd rather them you know take 6 months uh extra to get it right than get it out on time and have it suck ass so yeah uh, visually everything looks great um, can't wait for that movie. Yeah, I hope the movie's worth it. Me too. I, I said it to you a couple weeks ago. I will be super shocked if they do a third My Hero Academia movie next year. Um, However, that said, who knows? Almighty yeah. dollar. Fucking that rules all, dude. So, yep. Um, the fact that all of the My Hero screenings for the first movie were sold out everywhere within a fifty mile radius of us. Um, you know, we live in the northeast, pretty densely populated part of the country. Uh, mm-hmm. It showed at many different theaters within a fifty mile radius; they were all sold out. I imagine we'll see the same, if not uh, even more intense, version of that for the second movie. Um, I'm sure it'll make money, but if you're going to continue to make the movies, um, my request is don't do it at the expense of the anime series, which is very much a fanboy request. And I acknowledge that like they, it's way more profitable for them to just make movies than it will oh, yeah, ever so, be. For them absolutely. To make a TV series. Yeah. Uh, and that's coming from, you know, my Dragon Ball math, which I've done many a fucking time over the year, way more profitable for Dragon Ball to just continue his movies once a year, once every other year than it would ever be for them to bring back a weekly series. And that breaks my heart to say that. But um, anyway, that's a long way to say I hope that they don't do a third movie, especially if it's at the expense of delaying the TV series again. Um, I would also like for them to try at least uh, to maybe tie the movies in uh, in terms of the story and the canon, like these whole standalone slice of life, big one-off adventure, one-day-only episode movies, which is they're just long episodes. They're fun. They're great. I like it. Uh, All the best animes have done them when they have theatrical releases. I understand it, but um, I feel like My Hero Academia has done such a good job with uh, never really wasting time with telling the story. And if they're going to allocate half their animation staff to go make a movie once a year, have the movie tie in at least a little bit to the main story. I have that thought mainly because we talked about the gauntlets that Melissa shield yeah. designed yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And that got me thinking like, why can't we just have the gauntlets? Yeah. He can be fucking Deku smashing people in the mouth all goddamn day with a fist. That'd be cool. Why can't we have those? That would be the gauntlets would be the easiest thing to make into continuity. I'm not asking you to write in like some fucking crazy long plot line or anything. Just make the movies canon, man. Horikoshi, make it happen. Please. Proof.
1: No, I want some Dave Shield in my life.
0: David Shield. I just love young All Might you know, doing his grand tour of America. Yeah. Actually, this yeah. shit's special. <laughs> Real special. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Plus Ultra today, except. Except. We got a voicemail. Y'all ready for this? <laughs>
1: Yo, go. that's Roddy from L.A. Super Dope. Yo, Kyle, I wish I listened to the My Hero podcast as well. Hope you are. Just start calling skinny all might small might. It's just a lot easier. When he's fully buff, it's all might. When he's skinny, all might, he's small might. Let's
0: get it. Keep up the good work, bro. Super <laughs> First wow. of all Rodney I missed you man Where well, you been Hope everything's going Happy 2020 to you Missed you buddy Second of all I'm actually totally down with that And I used to do that Small might and tall might Actually That's how I differentiated. it Small is Skinny all might And then when he's all buffed up And tall looking And muscular I'd call him Tall might Small might And tall might <laughs> but you know what? I decided something, Rodney. I heard your voicemail a couple of days ago and I've been thinking about it and I've been saying to myself, you know what? No. I won't. Okay. I won't do that anymore. You know why? Why? Because he's always all might. Yeah. Motherfucking Toshinori Yagi <laughs> is always all might despite his appearance. It's not his muscles that make him all might. I'll tell you that much. It's that smile, baby. Yep. Because he's here
1: He's always here
0: Anyway Rodney I appreciate you calling If you want to call us up leave us your thoughts on Most recent My Hero Academia stuff Maybe you're playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot Like I'm trying to do I played for 6 hours on Saturday afternoon And I've been unable to go back and play it ever since Uh Not because I don't want to I just haven't had time But I, I want to so badly It's just I had a dream about flying around In the open world the other day And I was like I gotta play that fucking game Anyway, maybe you're feeling that same way. Why don't you call us up? Talk to us about it.
1: 401-213-9596. Yep. Call us. Leave some messages. Because we want to hear from you. So I don't
0: have to hear from these two flying Federico fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Except he didn't say fucks. Anyway, make sure you rate, subscribe, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spot, Spot. Hey, wait, 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 wait!
1: Oh yeah, you gonna get me about the sharks in Australia? I thought we, I thought we were trying to give a shout out to Australia for being in such peril. I mean, Bree hit me up this morning and said that he was on fire yesterday, but now he's got a shark
0: knocking on his door. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well.
0: Alright, so this is from Queensland, Australia. Our friend Reese uh, sent me a screenshot this morning uh, that's a, It's of somebody's Facebook status. I believe it's his friend Brendan. Um, it says, nothing like a shark swimming down the street. Ah, Australia. Burning one minute, sending killing machines to swim into your living room the next. Hashtag burly heads. Hashtag shark street. Hashtag Australia. I guess. Hashtag repost. So here's the picture. And there's a shark fin. Oh, my God. Swimming down the motherfucking street in, like, literally a neighborhood. Their house is right there. That's crazy. I said, yo, what the fuck? Australia seems like a wild place. He said, it is. How are you guys doing over there? I said, we're good. We are not on fire and do not have sharks in our street. So I guess better than you, and he said, "Wow!" I, and I said, and he said, "I agree." And I said, "Okay, good luck with the sharks, mate." Because you know Australia, call them my mate. <laughs> <bait. laughs> so make sure you Reese, we love you, baby. Make sure you don't get eaten by a shark or on you fire. Catch on fire, yeah. yeah. Uh, we love you, man. Thank you for being a patron. He's one of our patrons. Patreon.com/slash Dragon Ball Super dope. Uh, you can go get uncut versions of. Most of the shit we do uh there, um, call us up four zero one two and three nine five nine six, rate and subscribe, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify. Hey Spotify listeners, we see you. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um YouTube, that's a place where we are. Um Instagram at DB Superdope, Twitter at DBS- D Twitter at D V Super Dope One. No Facebook because nah. See y'all motherfuckers at the Royal Rumble on Sunday. Sunday,
1: Sunday, Sunday.
0: Gonna raise my hand with the peace sign. Going to the Royal Rumble. Good job, Jay. You remembered the song I, that time? Kinda.
2: I tried.